Hey everybody, Brett here. This week's episode of Broadcast from the Dispatch is all about Indie Comics Dispatch and Friends. That's right, it's your March edition of ICD and Friends. And boy, did we have a lot of friends on. This week's episode featured eight guests. We were supposed to have a ninth. Drew from Snowy Works LLC was supposed to be here, but couldn't. I still want to plug his Kickstarter and say... Go support Caspian Porter on Kickstarter right now, um, since he couldn't be there to prep plug it himself. Anyway, all eight of us try to navigate this week's news topic and bring up relevant points of discussion for indie comics, and we get a few laughs in there too. Joining us this week is Aaron and Matt from Catalyst Comics Studio, Chris from Homebrewed Comics, Malachi Bailey from Wingless Comics, of course, Tyr from Sovereign Comics, and Quentin, Scorpio, and myself from Indie Comics Dispatch. As always, Broadcast from the Dispatch is first a live stream. You can catch us most Wednesday nights on the Indie Comics Dispatch social media, Facebook, and YouTube channels. You can participate in the show by watching us live and commenting on the stream and asking questions of our guests. But also, since you're listening to the podcast version of this, you know we're a podcast. And liking, sharing, rating, subscribing to our podcast on your preferred podcasting platform does wonders for us. It really helps get the word out there in the podcast community about us, so if you don't mind, take a moment and do that when you're done listening. Also, never forget we have a Patreon. You can get cool stuff from Indie Comics Dispatch by supporting us on Patreon. Uh, This month we're mailing out patrons uh, numbers 11 through 20, a a Sovereign Comics Universe book along with ICD swag. You can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash Dispatch. And without any further ado, Here's this week's episode of Broadcast from the Dispatch. This is Scorpio Chronicles, your host for Kickstarter Connection. Join me on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for the latest and the greatest on indie comics and the creative teams that are behind them. See you on Tuesday. Stay positive. Test negative. Hey, everybody. It's Brett with Indie Comics Dispatch. And with your March edition of Indie Comics Dispatch and Friends, we're broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep within the Milky Way galaxy. This is broadcast from the dispatch. What's going on? Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> ICD um, and Friends Night. ICD and Friends Night. Um, yeah. Are they really all friends? We'll find out. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out about it. Um, it's going to be wild. It is. As always. Is. So um, we've been talking about your Kickstarter every week. How, mm-hmm. How's it going? Yeah. Mm. It's doing great. Uh, doing well. Um, it's over 2,000. Um, so stretch goal two and um, backer goal two have been unlocked. Um, nice. I am making an update post. Sometimes I like to wait because it's like right at that, you know, just over mm-hmm. 2,000. So I kind of want to wait um, a little bit before I make the update and say, hey, we passed it because, you know. Yep. People can drop, and then when you make that update, like, yeah, we passed it. This goal is unlocked. And then when you drop, <laughs> when someone drops, it's like, ah. Oh. Like, I, um, I actually happened to me, like, I actually, both of my Kickstarters, that happened, like, I updated, mm-hmm. and then someone dropped, and then I'm like, 
well, I don't want to take it from folks, you know, because there are people who backed who wanted that, you know, so I I still would give that search goal, but this time I'm going to wait. So don't back out, folks. (laughs) I heard Scorpio, who hosts Kickstarter Connection and who's on the show tonight, I heard he pledges to all these Kickstarters and then pulls back his his pledge at the last minute. Crazy. Last minute, too. Like, right. He wasted like 30 seconds left. He was, (laughs) yeah, he's like, ha ha ha. And they just, Backs it out. We'll find out. <laughs> He's gonna yell at us. Speaking of Scorpio, you'll be on in a minute. <laughs> Sit there and be quiet for a minute. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I do want to um while we're here, um plug our our Patreon. Uh we have um oh, uh, Vonnell. Hey Vonnell. Eavesdropper. Um, <laughs> oh, you ain't gonna learn nothing tonight, Vonnell. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a patreon here at indie comics dispatch we have 13 patrons wouldn't you like to be number 14 i just got a whole stack of comics from sovereign comics that uh, uh, patrons 11 through 20 are going to get in the mail yeah. so um um you want one of those you want one of these comic books i'll yeah. be sending those out to to backers very soon and so you want to be with that first first set of um books that ships out um uh-huh. so it's really easy go to patreon.com slash indie comics dispatch tier and i will um forever be in your debt and you help grow the dispatch you help build more stuff you help uh get all of our bills covered and then once our bills are covered we can do really cool things exactly and can i can i uh can i can i tell a little surprise so check yeah. this out folks like we're at 13 now so we need seven more to get to 20 uh so the covers for the the comics that are sent, uh, Yamo Stigmata, that cover is going to change soon, too. So that cover that is out right now is going to disappear. You're going to get a retired cover. So you're going to be getting a retired cover. Yeah. Nice. Soon to be retired cover. I'm digging that. Like, a lot of people have been asking me about that. Like, why do that? I'm like, why not? It's my cover. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's do some let's, with comics. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool too that you retire the old covers because it means that I get some covers that might be worth something someday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm so hoping. let's let's welcome to the stream uh, the Kickstarter canceler, um, Scorpio Chronicles. How are you, sir? Next up, <laughs> these are the droids we're looking for. We have C-3PO and R2-D2. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. Beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> oh, I told you, y'all ain't learning nothing tonight. <laughs> Scorpio's hot right now. Yeah, Scorpio's pretty hot. Gilbert's like, like uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see where our friendship stands. Okay. No, I'm gonna no. remember that when my comic book hit big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Brett, who? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Brett okay, who? okay, okay. Scorpio <laughs> is he does put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, he, he is does. a fantastic host. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. He yeah, doesn't you, cancel uh, his listen, budget. Listen, guys, he backed ours and did not pull the money out. I almost did, but it snatched out before I could. (laughs) That's because that's because one last job was hacking stuff. They were the only Kickstarter. You can't back out of a spy espionage novel. We already got it, but we got that money before it was done. Yeah, find you. We got that money before we even knew you. I was just saying, they had my whole account. I'm like, why is my account glitching? Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, why did this come out yet? We did. Started still going. Listen, Scorpio. Uh, we we don't have a lot of money, but what we do have is a very special set of skills. 
I see that. We will find you. Well, Next up. Next up. Thanks on them skills and my account. So some extra oh, money with wingless comics and he writes our casting calls for us every month on indiecomicsdispatch.com we have malachi bailey malachi how are you sir back man it's been what it's been a minute 2020 was the last time a couple months yeah yeah welcome it was last year it was last year Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. So Mal, uh, before we keep moving down the guest lineup, because we got a big crew tonight, we got a really yeah. big crew tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us really quick about uh, uh, Wingless Comics' current uh, Kickstarter campaign. Yes. So we um, we we're doing the Kickstarter for Nightfall Part Two, A Cold Wind Blows. We are at seventeen days left, and we already surpassed our goal. Um, within nice. the first 32 hours. <laughs> nice. So right now we are past our first a stretch goal, oh. and we are about to. Well, we're headed steadily, you know, to um, stretch goal number two. But uh, it's exciting and it's exhausting and it's, mm-hmm. you know, all those wonderful feelings <clears throat> up when you have to do a Kickstarter. You know, I think yep. we need to find a new word for exhaust like. A synonym for exhausting that fits Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's called it's called Kickstarter. Man, I'm Kickstarter. So that 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 <laughs> campaign is a crossover event uh, between uh, you guys and Constant Hustle Comics, and so you can find that on either of your social media pages. Um, yes. It's it's really good. I got um, issue one in the mail. What last week? I think I got it. It's when People they got that there. Receiving their, um, the first issues now. So yeah. <clears throat> I got mine. Fantastic. I, of course, I read the digital. We did an advanced review of it on Indie Comics Dispatch, but um, such a good book. Such a good book. Thank you. Um, can't wait for number two. Also with a campaign going right now, Chris from Homebrewed Comics. What's going on, guys? What's going on? What's going on, Chris? You had a space station on your head pre-show, and now you're half cut <laughs> off by the Patreon banner, so I'm going <laughs> to... That's the best stuff. Chris can't catch a break. Nope, Chris, tell today. us about what you got going on. You've been on Indie Comics Dispatch and Friends before, but tell us about your uh, current campaign. Okay, so I have just, uh, well, we're exactly a week in on Crit 0 through 3, so I've got four books on Indiegogo right now, and I'm just checking. We've got 28 backers, and we're 198% to our goal, so we've overfunded almost 200%. We just unlocked a, a new poster, and I'm doing digital backgrounds uh, for desktop computers and phones with that as well, so every backer gets something on that one. Uh, at 35 backers, so seven more backers. Um, we're getting issue one of Burlap as a digital copy for oh, all cool. backers. Yep. If we unlock every uh, tier on this Kickstarter or Indiegogo, there'll be seven books uh, available on this one. So nice. um, Burlap, I've got um, Covenant Comics is also going to be doing Crossbones for the third stretch goal. And then for the final stretch goal, um, I was talked into by some of my peers actually releasing the original issue zero that I swore I would never print. I love um, it. If we do 60 backers, I'll do a digital and I'll do a physical <clears throat> for all backers. Um, one time printing only because uh, I really I didn't really think we'd go, go there. But um, it seems yeah. like a good time for it. Yeah. We've got the old d guy drawn into it. Really bad lettering because I think I used a tablet app. The letter 
I had no idea that I would ever do anything with it. I think I know um, which app you're talking about. It was always an aerial font. That would use his comic sense. <laughs> I literally was like, like copying and pasting images and like scratching out and like erasing pieces so it fit perfectly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Barry? if we unlock everything, there's Go seven books for, for that, the, for the Indiegogo, if we actually unlock all the tiers. So really affordable. Um, I put there, I've got a digital tier. I've got one where you can split it up. So if you've backed before and got like issue two, um, or maybe you've gotten them off my website, issues <clears> zero <throat> and issue three are not available anywhere else right now. So you can go there, secure your copies. Um, and then I've got you know a really cool $65 bundle where you get a t-shirt and some other nifty posters and stuff too. So it's doing really well. I'm really stoked. Um, we got three more weeks. So hopefully we'll get that 60 backers and, I'll be forced to print something I never thought I'd print. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, and finally, I, I am so impressed right now, you guys. Quentin is here, and he's not in his car. Oh, <laughs> I don't believe it. Quentin of Quentin's Whoa. Engine Works. Welcome, that's sir. Not even, that's Quentin 2.0. I know. How's it going, guys? I thought I was, was going to burn every show. I thought that was going to be his thing. You like how I got the purple light? I thought he was going to have like the car backdrop. <laughs> the car. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Please God, don't let her run with the, with, the do, with the dome light in the back, you know. Yeah. Well, the star, the star shined brightly on me today, and I was actually able to get out of work and home before the show started. Nice, oh, oh, nice. Oh. And I have to compliment Quentin's nerd room because he has a great nerd room as a backdrop there. Yeah. I, I yeah. admire it every time he's on with this show. Thank you. Has a nice collection right there. Action figures to the tops each. Yeah. I gotta get from a front of, from behind. I gotta get this window from behind me, man. I need to get up on a wall so I can. At least you ain't in your diner room. So <laughs> I have a china closet behind. Me. Hey, you put some action figures and comics yeah, in there. That's right. That would be fantastic. That's yeah, my in there, so. the, um, <laughs> the action figures—they're all in um, the baseball card um, or the baseball bat display cases you can get at like Michaels or Hobby Lobby or whatever. Oh, that's really oh, cool. Smart. You know, they fit that. pop figures. They <laughs> fit most of your three and three quarter action figures. Hmm. Can you fit children in there? Just asking for a friend. Um, I I've thought about it. Mine are too big, so they won't. Oh, so not in pieces either. Okay, I got it. Um, no, I mean, it depends on how you cut it. You got a French. You got a French. You got a French cut their limbs. Not for my kids, Scorpio. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. FBI that, agent. That, for the right. record, that wasn't Brett. Yeah, that was <laughs> so new format tonight. Um, Feels uh, the same Quentin. to me, Brett. They're still going to come, really come to my house. The same. Tony so. thought you were in a comic shop, Quentin. I know it nope. looks freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Like I said, no, the, this is my, you know, that's my personal collection. The ones, you know, you know, from time to time when I'm writing a review, you're talking about how I love it so much that it makes the wall. That's what I'm talking about. That you know, when okay. it gets up on the wall there. That's His wife goal. hasn't been in that room in three years, so she has no idea what's on the wall. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, a lot of that wall is her handiwork. If you if you look really closely in between um, all the different books, there mm -hmm. um, she went to a buck box and raided the raided them and plastered you know plastered the wall with not that know. close, Scorpio. <laughs> Here, look, let's see if I can make it. Oh, that's make that's, that's, that's uncalled for, Scorpio. You got glasses. It's not <laughs> how cameras work. Yeah, like, so if you can, if you look there, you can see there's comic book pages underneath there. Oh, yeah, that's nice. really cool. She plastered yeah. those on the wall. That's dope. That's yeah, awesome. really cool. Yeah, one so of the we are got... following. We are following and talking about news articles this evening, um, <laughs> and so we have five up. Um, 
I'm going to call out people as we go along to kind of answer as we as we dive in. But after those people answer, just because we have so many people on here, we're all going to be um, um, chiming in. Um, good evening, Facebook user. How are well, you? Good tonight? evening, Facebook user. That's the um, FBI agent that's watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was announced, I think, yesterday, maybe day before. Um, Ah, wrong button. You don't need big me. Uh, San Diego Comic Con will be virtual once again in 2021. Um, in, in 2022, in 2023. <laughs> they are planning a small event for November, um, but there's no details on it. Um, no details at all. Because it's virtual. Uh, so we'll Can't see. anyone say that? I'm planning a small mm. event on for November, but that's just, no that's details. Just like, that's just like okay. that. I'm, I'm option for a movie line. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can say it. <laughs> and everybody does say it. <laughs> to me, San Diego. Speaking of which, we do have big news. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all auction for a movie? Me too. Yeah, so, yeah, so Matt, Matt, Scorpio, Mal, let's start with you three. Um, let's talk about the lack of cons and how that's, um, how has that <laughs> affected um, you personally, maybe, but in larger, the, the indie comic scene? Um, how it affected me was my bank account because I started collecting again. <laughs> so that's the only thing that I really experienced. But otherwise, that's you know, the only I was, con. that's the only con. <laughs> yes, I got that tore up my bank account. But um, the only thing that I can really think about is I'm glad they actually found an alternative because mm-hmm. this is something that helps keep keep your mind off of what's going on. And plus, on top of that, I noticed that a, a lot of um independent comic book stores or even people that are starting their own store actually migrated to virtual and mm. you get a lot of i've gotten a lot of good books key books for very reasonable prices so i think it's a good idea um that you're keeping it they're keeping it going and it didn't it, it didn't stop the money flow it didn't stop you know doing what you normally do at a regular con which i prefer the virtual then going to a con because I'm not a big crowd person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I've heard some horror stories about people fighting at cons and yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's that, that that's not me. Con talk to your night, Matt. Yeah. Fighting at a con. Oh. Hey, y'all were throwing bowls. Nope. I came down <laughs> off the I came down <laughs> off of somebody's, you know, they had the grill that holds up the comics. I just like a wrestler. You keep He's taking a fantastic fourth. <laughs> so real quick before we get to the other ones, um, like uh, Tony, Tony, and um, another Facebook user. Again, if you're in the in the group on Facebook, Indie Comics Rebellion, you have to um, Agent allow. Sullivan. Is it okay? Um, <laughs> so Agent Sullivan, shut up. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Somebody named Agent. Um, Tonight's just just free form. We're talking. Uh, we're having fun. Um, if you have questions, pop them in the chat, and we'll we'll try to bring them up as we go along. Um, okay, um, Matt, how has lack of cons affected Catalyst? Uh, I don't think it has because we <laughs> when we first started, it was uh, we had like we only went to what? How many did we go to here? Like did, two? No, we did like so, six in our first year. Did we? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I guess. I'm sorry, I we did so. six in our only year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've only been doing it for a couple of years. First and last year, but we only had like two books. So, like, you know how? It, beside the wall of art prints, it's hard to see us. So we were just, hey, hello. 
guys help <laughs> so now that we have more and we've grown more i think cons would be better once they start back and we actually go i think it'd be a different experience and we've met so many other cool people now and it'd be really cool to see them but other than that i mean it hasn't really affected us you know we're, we're taking that money that we would have spent going to cons mm -hmm. and putting it into more books so we're we're getting more books printed and started and working that way so it's it it's really what it is it's marketing it's good for marketing but other than that i mean we're, we're doing we're doing okay we're, we're getting stuff done <laughs> mal what about you well for me and brian we actually we had two cons that we attended before the pandemic hit um i had one here in baltimore it was for black authors exposed and that was on february 1st the last time we went out to have drinks afterwards before you wear a mandate mask. And he also had his own event, um, you know, Black Comics. It was uh, in Los Angeles, about two weeks later. Yeah. Black Comics Day, I think. Uh -huh. And it was cool. You know, we, um, you know, collectively and individually it was a great experience. We were able to meet new people, network. So it was frustrating when you know, the coronavirus hit because it pretty much killed, you know, that particular, you know, type of con. But I mean, safety first, um, I would rather, you know, us have virtual cons as opposed to going to a physical con and then you end up dying from the coronavirus. So I'll stick to, you know, doing it on the computer. Yep. But it's an adjustment. Um, I read earlier today that Blurred Con, here in uh, the DMV, they're still going to do it on um, a physical um, Comic Con later this oh, year, wow. and I think that's really stupid. That's, that's bold. <laughs> like, when does it does Blurred Con typically happen? Thank you, Malcolm. I'm not the only mean one up here tonight. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't understand. Like, if the, if the San Diego Comic Con is saying you know we're doing it virtually, then the other one should you know pretty much follow suit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's not like we have any cure for the you know coronavirus so why would you endanger those people that's right tony do you agree? <laughs> but um that's just my take on it you know of course we're going to get back to where we could you know actually see each other without without wearing a mask and shake hands but it's going to take some some time mm -hmm. i don't know about the shaking mm -hmm. hand part I'm never going to do it again. I like it. No. You know, social distancing before yeah. it was a thing. So, oh yeah, I'm not shaking hands again until 2031. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Specs asked, "How do you find those virtual comic book shops?" Well, we have a good friend, John at Encase Comics. You can check him out, EncaseComics.com. Um, and th th there's a bunch. Um, Instagram seems to be littered with them. Um, yeah. but I will say, John from Encase um is a big indie supporter and um is really great he, he'll take care of his customers yes he will yes he will yes yep. <laughs> i'm a hugger <laughs> says jerry from e4 comics <laughs> i'm gonna have to put you to sleep jerry we gonna... <laughs> hello okay, be Wait, no. all right our, our next article that i'm gonna let aaron talk about it's why does aaron hate indie comic creators Aaron's our new news editor on IndieComicsDispatch.com, and he um, had his first um, um, op-ed in his untethered, um, untethered, uh, what, what do we call it? 
series column. column there we go that's the word i was <laughs> looking for um uh specs it's en ncasedcomics.com with an e at the beginning e. otherwise yes yep. um and comms is just no s um <laughs> so aaron take us away tell us why you call it small press publishers yeah um so for us we drive a distinction between uh being just an indie comic creator there's nothing wrong with that there's plenty of um and we are still indie comics creators that's what we're making um, but more than that we're uh, small press publishers we put out the books we are producing the books as a company rather than just as a, a single person um, putting out a comic book um and i think there needs to be a distinction between that because there's uh changing a big changing going on in the industry itself um, with creators. Um, you're starting to see a little bit more of a, a push toward one way or the other. There, there are plenty of people who just write so that they can get picked up by um, one of the bigger publishers. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but for some of us, our goal is to build a small press publisher and move that from small press to being a mid-sized and then a large press publisher. Um, so I just think having a distinction there, it only sets us up for the future. And uh, I mean, there, there's a whole conversation that can be had that Matt and I talked about this weekend about why do we got to keep saying that we're indie? Why does indie have to go in front of our, our stuff? Like, mm -hmm. why can't you guys just call me a comic book writer? <laughs> or, you know, and so uh, small press publisher helps curb away from that um, ideal as well. Chris, how do you feel about that? Aaron hates you. Mm. <laughs> wow. 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 I didn't know you hated me, but. <laughs> it's news mm. to me too, man. Mm. It's just mm. like, you know, I mean, what you say makes sense. Mm. I think the, the idea of indie comics has grown anyway. I mean, you've got, if you type in indie comics, I mean, it, it, image is still considered indie. So it's kind of differentiating, differentiating yourself from, all of those people that just throw themselves into that pool. Um, I'm kind of of the same mindset. You know, I have, I, I work with seven creators right now. Actually, I just put it all together today. And we're trying to do our own thing. Whereas I do know a lot of people that are waiting for that big break. And I feel like some of us don't realize that our own true potential. That, that's something I've been speaking about since I started this whole journey, even before, you know, I started you know, really printing my stuff and thinking about it. But I saw a lot of people out there with quality stories and quality artwork, and they're too focused on somebody noticing them that they're not pushing their own stuff into the hands of other people. They're just waiting for someone to come along. And like, I've said this a hundred times, I'm a huge fan of Todd McFarlane. I, I love the guy's ambition. I don't think anybody can ever say anything negative about what he's done with his career. And I strive to do that. You know, I want to be the next in image comics if, if i was gonna say you know like if you've seen the savage sandbox the group that i'm working with that kind of our end goal and so market research to me says dc comics just dropped down to <laughs> yes i will um i'll send boulder in but you know dc comics is going down to 12 titles that's 40 comics a month that stores need to find you know if we're talking about these clowns and everybody going digital you got to think about the physical sales these stores are already taking a hit on. And then you're removing 40 titles a month that they're going to take their inventory. That yeah. leaves a lot of room for the for us, indie or small press or whatever you'd like to call us. It leaves us a lot of room 
See, the, the only problem that stores have, I think, with the what you said, like small press or indie comics, is the um, the time frames. You know, they have customers in their weekly, monthly basis, and we fulfill anywhere three, six, sometimes a year for us to get a book done. So I think if we just work together and you stagger those releases, so say, you know, I'm just going to use my group as an example. You know, we have... Um, you know, Jason and me, and we'll, we'll say Jesse. If we stagger our releases once every month, then our group is giving one title to a store every month. That's that's what indie needs to do. So, do I think you hate me? No. <laughs> I, but circling back, back to your point, I don't think you hate me. I th- I don't even think you hate indie. I think you hate the idea of indie creators and this waiting to be picked up by somebody. You know. I don't think we need to be picked up. I think we need to do our own thing. This proves it right here. We've got how many people on on this nice virtual platform where my head can actually be seen. And <laughs> and we're all talking about the same thing, promoting our own books and getting them in people's hands. Very good. Quentin, I don't know if you have opinions on this because you and I kind of approach indie different. Um, I've always seen indie as what Aaron calls small press publisher. I, just, I see that as synonymous. And you, I think, more or less gravitate towards the non-big two as indie, um, which is also an appropriate definition of indie. Um, and I think that's partially why I love Aaron's definition is because it starts to segment out um, mm-hmm. independent creators just from that that field of different indie. What, what do you feel about um, the term indie? Um in a lot of ways, when I first came on with the dispatch, yeah, to me, indie mm-hmm. was anything that wasn't the big two. I do agree with Aaron about the small press publishing because, you know, let's face it, you know, you know and it's nothing against Aaron, nothing against Tyr, you know, and you know Malachi, any you know any of the creators that are in this group, <laughs> you know, you know when it comes down to it, you know, you know, you know Chris even brought it up. You know, <laughs> You have you know image. They have Todd McFarlane in their corner, you know, and the, you know we're talking about a guy that could sign a box of Pop Tarts and get a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> probably you know, has, you know, <laughs> you know, but you know, but you know, image, IDW, boom, you know, Dark Horse, Zenoscope. These guys, these guys all have corporate sponsorship. Where you know, so. You know, if they have a book that's a swing and miss, it's not you know not the big, not that big a deal. It's going to happen. You know, if if you guys put out something that doesn't do as well as you'd like, you know, at the you know, hey Houston, there's a problem. Nope, I keep going. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know something's going to like it. And honestly, I'm glad I did that because one of my titles it was kind of a miss, but, but people, but it found that group because I kept pushing it, and that those folks found it. So, like when you did, and my thing is when you're dealing with the bigger businesses they have to do that because for mm-hmm. them it's more about the money whereas for yeah. us it's more about yeah we want the money don't get me wrong i'm not saying money's a bad thing money's great it keeps mm-hmm. us going but in no, the same vein we gotta we gotta get out there too so yeah the, the, Sorry, the money aspect of it is great mm-hmm. but um you know when you know when you're a, a bigger a bigger publishing house you can afford to take a hit a little bit mm-hmm. easier if something mm-hmm. doesn't you know if you if they put a book out that doesn't go you know go quite the way you want Plus, like I, I don't remember um, which panel it was, but you know, there was one a few sometime in the last month where you know, talking about for the bigger comics, you know, you know, for them, it's twenty cents a book to print it out versus for small right. press, you know, you know, a few hundred dollars for a, yep. a quarter of the print run. 
Yeah. But that, yeah. that's why you see so much more determination among us because we're more passionate about our projects because oh, I'm not arguing that do. at all. Oh, I'm not arguing at all. I'm yeah. just saying that um, that's why you see that level of determination mm -hmm. behind our releases is because it's more important to us because we can't just continuously put out stuff that falls off. Mm -hmm. And none of us are getting 100,000 buys on our first book. So mm -hmm. it has to have time to find its mm -hmm. legs as well. Um, it, you know, we don't have, like you said, the corporate sponsorship and the ability to just drop our books off. And I've oh. said it on here before. I can't imagine how many amazing um, small press indie books have dropped off after the first issue that if they had just stuck around, they would have found their footing with their second or third <laughs> issue. And we'd still oh, be yeah. reading it today. Oh, I think only like 15 percent of of indie or small small press break three books. I think I think I read wow. somewhere like a survey came out. Most indie creators will stop after their set. Like in in a good more majority of them don't even get to the second book. And I right. think right. that goes a lot to what what you guys were saying was they if it doesn't hit the audience the first time mm -hmm. they they kind of like step back a little bit and yeah. that, that I think too that kind of circles to the the cons right so everybody on here is for, like comfortable with being on a camera. But I know a few creators that I work with that are really nervous about getting on a camera and promoting their product. They could go to a con where they're sitting at a table because, you know, speaking, I actually, I've worked a lot when in my job, I've actually had to work like events and venues where I'm just trying to like get people to come to a table. It's actually a little bit more comfortable when you have all your stuff right there. People know what you do. When you get on a video, <laughs> there's no one in front of you. You're kind of just talking to a camera, a little intimidating for people. I think, some of these indie creators didn't get a chance to go to a con, maybe because of financial reasons or what. But mm -hmm. if they could get past that third book, I feel like a lot of them would find a good home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I, I mean, I used to be that guy. Like, I was so nervous about doing a live. But if I was at a con or in front of a comic book shop, you know, mm -hmm. doing myself, I can talk to people up and down to left and right, tell them about everything. Yeah. But Jason, the convictor, was the only reason I did it because he kept bugging me to do it. And finally, I was like, yeah. screw it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, you have to, and that's the part about business that I think that a lot of folks don't understand. Like, people joke me and say, oh, you're moving too slow because I'm all about the business mind of it. And mm -hmm. that's the part that a lot of people don't understand. If you want yourself to make it, if you want to get these fans, which I call them my crew and my family, if you want to get these individuals that believe in your stuff as much as you believe in your stuff, you're going to do everything you can to break past all of those speed bumps break through all mm -hmm. of those walls. So, I mean, like That's I right. said, like I was afraid to do lives. I was like, man, I don't want my ugly face up there. Like I've talked to you in public, but it, <laughs> I don't want to do a live, but you know, um, but in one of Didn't my cons, he was a model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Were you hand model? You're not the gorgeous kid anymore. That they want to you know, your whole, Look at all, look at all yeah, the stars as adults. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but like the thing is, like, I was even on like at one of the cons, I got interviewed for for the news. And so when that happened, it kind of started opening up my mind because like everybody's like, Oh, you did well. Like people haven't worked so and I'm I'm like, okay. And I went back and looked at it. I'm like, wow, okay, I did do well. Maybe I will be okay if I got back in front of the camera again. But I had to because especially with no cons, like, what am I gonna do? Like, oh, I guess I can't do nothing this summer. No, I'm going to start doing these lives because I need to get out to folks. Um, yeah. So so you you have to. like You have to push your stuff. And it's just like like I was saying earlier, when folks do the one book and they're like, oh, man, I didn't make a million dollars. I'm done. You're not going to make a million dollars. I literally no. have five titles and all of them are going to book three. 
I don't even have a million dollars. <laughs> so, I mean, right? <laughs> you're you're not gonna get you're not gonna get there. You're 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 not gonna get. You have to work to get there. You have to push to get there. You gotta. So this is a greatness. really good segue into our next article about kind of that long term game. Mm-hmm. And I do want to call out um Wilson um um Wilson Wilson Lee from um CNS Comics because when I interviewed him, he said, you know, if you're going to be in the comics business, you have to be in the comics business exactly happen with the business end of it um so this is our actually my uh, debut uh, op-ed um for captain's quarters column on um indiecomicsdispatch.com you should go there you should read the news it's fun you should do it um but um what i kind of lay out in this article is that um i'm dropping most of my not necessarily all but for the most part my regular reoccurring um sunday interview series is this Um, is this our shameless plug episode no 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 we're just we're moving to featuring our own news more as much as we can that That makes sense i'm all for that i'm all yeah right um so again this is a long-term move because everybody loves being on on the show right i mean we're all Mm -hmm. here tonight it's a good small boost but long term that show's not going to get you very many website clicks. That show's going to get you a small maybe boost in sales immediately. Long term, it's not going to do do much for you because you're not building the search engine optimization behind your own website. And so uh, my point is, is that every uh, small press publisher, Aaron, um, should be <laughs> should be playing the long game, establishing a website and getting links to their website from reputable sources. Um, what are some of those other long term things that publishers should be looking at um, that maybe they're not too often. Give a um, book away. Mm. Yep. Yeah, Matt, Matt and I are huge proponents of that. That was now the biggest thing <laughs> I it think we did. completely pivoted all of our previous efforts and has completely dwarfed all of our previous efforts. Yeah. That was the piece of spaghetti property. that stuck to the wall. That's right. We threw a whole that. plate. <laughs> yeah, and that was the one out of the whole plate. That was the whole plate. We tried, man. We've that been was trying. Horrible spaghetti. We were throwing ravioli at the wall. They, yeah, they had that spaghetti in the for, pot for too long. Too long. Listen, two years of spaghetti. We've been <laughs> trying. It's it's funny y'all mentioned that though, because I'm actually I know y'all mentioned it before. Or I think it was one of the other uh, ICD and friends night, mm-hmm. and I'm even thinking about it. Like I've already kind of done it with Kickstarters that I you know part of it. Like I think um for I know for y'all Kickstarter I get um. I've, you know, put up a Yamo Stigmata for the Becker goal. Did the same thing for uh, that's going Wingless. to a lot of people now too. Yeah, you know, and that's crazy. Even you know, did the same thing with Wingless. I think it was a Yamo Stigmata that I did for that too. Um, Britt said that for the Patreon. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm about to do that for the for the newsletter. You know, it's going to be you sign up for the Sovereign Comics newsletter. You're going to get a digital copy of Yamo Stigmata issue one. And I mean, I just just talking with y'all and from y'all telling me how you. You were at one point with your with your reader count, and then when you started doing that, it just exploded. You know, um, I used to be one of those that I'm not giving anything away for free, but mm-hmm. right. everybody in a sense kind of does. You know, somewhere, okay. somewhere, shape or form, every every company has given something away for free, or they're still doing it. I mean, when you go into a grocery store, they're like, "Hey, taste these summer sausages from whoever." That's the company <laughs> yes, that gave that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the company <laughs> that gave. They were like told the stores, "Hey." This is our new product. Just remember every time you get one of those, like, my wife's name is Summer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Just whenever. Just let that be in your brain. Now I'm never going to eat. Oh. Uh, just never eat Summer. Never eat Summer again. 
Is that what you're going to say, Scorpio? Great. Never eating summer again? Is that what you're going to Never eating summer Never eating summer again. Did we just lose air? Oh, okay. Yeah. Personally, Sorry. why would you say that? <laughs> I just I'm wanted to find that pray, in there. Man. It just yeah, had to be in there. Pray. Chris, going back to giving away his stuff stuff away for free. Hold on, um, Quentin was gonna give... say something. Oh, was he? Sorry, Quentin. Him. I did. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, Q. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, you know, I have a different perspective from you guys because I'm a consumer. I'm not a creator. Um, you know, the number of titles that, you know, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm checking out a new title where I don't have any cash invested in this, it makes it, it makes it so I'm a lot more fair-minded because, you know, there've been like, um, the, you know, Transformers Beast Wars just came out. I'm a huge Transformers guy. It was a $6 cover price. And I, you know, I ended up reading it going, this is garbage, you know, and to the point where I'm going, absolutely not. You know, if I, if I'm reading something where I didn't have any money vested in it, and, you know, at that point, I'm a lot. I'm a lot more willing to go. Okay, you know, it wasn't. You know, a, you know, a book wasn't bad. So hey, I'll give it another. Sh- um, I'm willing to spend the money on the next one to see and go from there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Because that's. I mean, what we're trying to do with characters that nobody knows. Nobody's just going to be like, "Hey, there's a brand new thing. I'm definitely going to try that today." It just doesn't yeah. happen anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I, especially you know, if your if your money is short, like yeah, everything right. everybody's is right now. Let's be honest. I mean, how often are you going to be like, <laughs> dang, Quentin got all the berserkers. <laughs> all of them. Thanks, Quentin. No, I got but, I only got one. But, but, but that's what I'm saying, though, like yeah. giving it away and letting somebody, hey, check it out. Hey, we believe in ourselves. We believe that we're doing a good enough job to let you check this out for free. And even if you don't like it, it's OK. Just throw yep. it away. Just put it in the in the digital trash can. It's not going to hurt our feelings. Mm-hmm. Just giving us the chance and get reading through it. That's all we ask. All, I'm going to go you know, to Mal like, and then Chris in just a second. But I know me as a consumer, Scorpio, feel free to speak up here also. I, I mean, hell, like we've, I've talked about on the show before, I will give you my email address for a free comic book. Most definitely. Like, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you get my email address. You get to send me stuff. You get to notify me when you have a Kickstarter. I mean, that's amazing. Um, let, yeah. Let's talk about other stuff long-term um, creators should be thinking about. Mal, you got any thoughts on kind of the long play? Well, it's always nice to have um, other products beside your comic books. Mm. So merchandise is a, um, you know, a an, an important thing to have. So if it's t-shirts or mm-hmm. even action figures down the road, you know, you need to have, you know, more diversity, you know, to add to present to your fans. Very good, Chris. So yeah, I think a lot of people don't don't understand the power of of merch and swag so mm-hmm. like stickers i mean when even when i order stickers from my sticker printer he sends me like 50 extra stickers with his logo on it yep and so that when i'm sitting at my desk and when i want a sticker i go to him because i have his stickers right there and so like with my books um you know i always send stickers or some kind of free item with it that i can and as far as giving your book away for free and getting people into it like that, I mean, my first, I, I say this all the time, my first Kickstarter went face flat. You know, I screwed that one up bad. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I gave everybody that back to the free book because they believed in it. And then they all came back again. So I had like 30 backers on, on the first Kickstarter I did that was successful because I gave away a free book. And, you know, so giving stuff away for free is always nice, but getting them to remember. So, 
you know, T-shirts. Um, I've done a few where I've seen somebody who really likes my stuff, and they'll do it. Like, like if you if you ever seen that little Noah hit, you know, he did that video on Crit. Um, I don't know if you've seen Noah's awesome reviews on on YouTube, oh, but that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's amazing. And yep. when I watched him read Crit on on video. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm, afraid, I'm not afraid to say this. I actually got tears in my eyes because it reminded me of a, uh, me as a kid flipping through those pages. And so I contacted his dad and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna send you a hoodie." That kid wears it on his YouTube, you know, and he gets a lot of views on there. But aside from that, he was so excited about that that little hoodie with Semedio. And so, you know, that went a long way with him. So when my indie my Indiegogo came around, he was one of the first people to jump on and back it. Oh, that's and cool. so like giving away swag giving away stuff to people so you're in their eye all the time that's what brings them back you know like you talk about the the business of comics well it's more than just paper you know if you why do you why do you always go to spider-man and batman i'll tell you what i never read a batman book when i was three years old but i'll tell you i had a batman birthday cake because mm -hmm. Batman was everywhere spider-man's yep. everywhere yep. so yep. all about getting in their face like you said right you know, and I and I I know all the books on here, and everybody's designs are really cool and eye catching. I mean, I do think that the indie characters, you know, or small press characters, if that's what we're going with these days, I love messing <laughs> people up. You're never gonna let this out, <laughs> never. But don't say that evil word around Aaron. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shy away from the negativity on this one of people that rip off other people's designs because we went through that once. But mm -hmm. the actual pure creators that I see day in and day out you have like these awesome designs that maybe you were inspired as a kid to do this or something that's been living with you for a long time i'll call out, call out dennis valencia who posted his character um and when i saw his character for the first time um he's gonna kill me on this one the i should know it because i talked to him all the time his knight character with like a gold celestial knight thank you yeah um it's like this gold knight character. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, that's absolutely amazing. And that's what I see in indie comics. We have these flashy characters, get them out there. Because little kids, they, and, and that's who like, and I'm little kids, teenagers, even adults, us, we look at a flashy character, we see a cool design, we click on it, what's that? So just get your stuff out there, get people to recognize it. And then that will draw them to the book. Tony Tony has been dropping just some gems in the chat on Facebook. <laughs> awesome. um, everybody, go back and read Tony's comments and and follow Tony if you don't already, um, because he's got some great stuff. Tony's going on. Great. Um, yep. and Tony, um, you still have a Kickstarter going on, I think. Um, yeah, he does. Uh, yep. Southside We're issue two. Drop that link in the in the comments, Tony. I'm I'm a backer. Um, so me too. You guys, go check it out. I say another thing. People got to worry about long term. Don't do it. Taxes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I wasn't going to say yeah. shipping this time. I was, I was actually going to say. Save it. We have taxes. a shipping show next week. Yeah, that's so why I'm not, saying, I'm not saying nothing about you know, that tonight. I'm saving it for real, next though. Week. But taxes. taxes, for real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a good tax guy, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people just don't even think they have to pay them. So yeah. I've <laughs> been. But let me take this opportunity real quick to cut off half of Chris's screen um, and say we do have a Patreon okay, if you want some cool swag. Um, go go to indie, go to patreon.com slash IndieComicsDispatch or search IndieComicsDispatch in the Patreon app. We have 13 patrons. We are looking for number 14. It could be you for as little as $3 a month. Um, 
and and we have something cool coming down the line um, that I'm still ironing out the details for that just kind of popped into my view this week that I haven't even told Tier about yet. What? Um, so yeah, Ooh. and what? Tier will be the first to know the details, but so. there's something cool <laughs> going on that oh. you're going to want to be a patron for. Aaron, so. Aaron's, Aaron has the I already know face. Oh, Aaron doesn't D &D? know. <laughs> hey, that's just Aaron's face. He's just yeah, sending. Why, why do y'all think Brett and I talk beyond like this stuff and <laughs> the news stuff? If y'all read our conversations, you'd be like, God, these guys are boring, man. Super duper boring. Like so tomorrow or today. So you're gonna post a new article up to G? You know, this person left out all their commas. I totally did not get the sentences they were saying. Yeah, that's conversations. Aaron's like, yep, grammarly it 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 up. I got it. Grammarly it up. Grammarly is the place. Aaron and I just found a new love language because I also have Grammarly, the premium version. I mean freaking love Grammarly. You got it. Yeah. It Do is you even editor. edit, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another long-term tip. But we're, editing, we're get an editor. Yeah, we've talked about that a yeah. lot. But um, yeah, stop get at least one editor. I'm gonna stop um, beating that long coat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a long-term goal for people. You know, uh -huh. we talked about getting um, picked up by a, you know, by a publisher like a big name. You know, one of those. I think your your long goal should really be getting your books to on IndieComicsDispatch.com. You're right. I agree. But no, be a Patreon. Getting your your book on it into as many stores as possible. Whether that's mm -hmm. you know, I know I see a lot of people posting about Comicsology, and that's great. But what about your physical <laughs> copies? Because yeah. um, I I actually talked to four in, uh, comic book stores today, asking them if they. Carried indie comics. Yeah, we talked about that a yeah. lot. But, um, yeah, I'm stop well, beating that long coat. Um, <laughs> what is the Sorry to those people. Somebody is great. But what about your physical copies? Who is also listening to this? Comic book stores. This is great. We talked about that a lot. I have headphones. Yeah, I have headphones. You don't have a phone. Mute people's mics. Muting non-people's. Oh, Malachi, I muted you and it stopped. Not me. Bad Malachi. Malachi. <laughs> like, what? Malachi, Malachi was like, it's not me. <laughs> He's that one little kid in the corner. It's not uh, me. You know, <laughs> we need more her to be quiet. Her. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, but sorry about that. But so, so I talked to three stores today, and I asked them if they carried indie comics, and all of them said we carry local indie comics. So if you're an if you're a creator, that that said to me today, okay, I need to go to all my local stores because I'm a local creator and talk oh, yeah. to them. Because if I talk to three out of three, now and, and I, all of you guys know I, this is my job is anyway, I talk to hobby stores. And so when I see the comics name in there, my first question is, do you carry indie? And every single one that I've talked to, yeah, we'll carry local. So if you have a comic book store close to you. And you want to get your stuff out there? Go to the store because if you can if you can provide sales data from one store to another store, they're like, oh well, you're selling in that store. Cool. Let me get a couple copy copies for mine. And they might only pick up five to begin with or ten. But I use uh, um, Jesse from Burlap. He sold eighty in a day in a store, and they turned around and bought like a hundred right. more from him. Wow. So if you can if you can do sales numbers like that, I mean, these stores are just going to pick it up because. 
you know, like I said, comic book stores want inventory. They've got blank spaces on their shelves. Mm-hmm. Let's fill them with indie books or, you know, small press publisher books. That's that's you should go back to those same three stores and be like. Oh. You should you <laughs> should buy some other. That's the perfect pause right there. <laughs> you should tell him. What if he's just holding his breath and this is all just about anticipation? Oh, there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. Go. What did you say? Okay. Please go back to those three stores and do what? You froze, man. Yeah, froze hard. Yeah. There's a lot of streaming going on in my house right now. Um, <laughs> you got, got the parent trap going. You got this going. Uh, no, I was saying you should go back to those same three stores and ask them um, if they carry small press publishers. And when they ask what that means, that's when you're like, oh, let me tell you what that means. Yeah. <laughs> because because you definition. could, well, that's what I'm saying is you could sales pitch that so much harder. Is this goes beyond just me being like a local creator or whatever. And this goes into like, no, this is actually a publishing business who puts mm-hmm. out comic books. And, um, and, and I'm just saying, I mean, we, we have some stores that carry us just because they appreciate the professionalism. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'm, uh, I was actually going to steal that from you, but because um, I, I do like the idea of small press, no, because don't steal it, to, uh, have it. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. at, at a retail level, we're leaving it on the table, man. Just pick it up. Yeah. yeah, indie comics does have kind of a sour taste in a lot of uh, stores' yes. you know, mouth because somebody comes in with a passion, they drop off one book, the store buys 10, 50 copies of it, they don't move it because the person, you know loses interest in what they're doing or, you know, falls, mm. whatever the situation may be. And that happens one too many times. And now they're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. But I do like calling it small press because you go in and now all of a sudden you're just a small publisher. That doesn't mean you're indie. It just means you're a small publisher. Yep. And that carries a little weight to it. And pretty much what it does is it puts in their mind, Oh, they are a publisher. So even if I might not get this book, that means I might get another book. You know, they're yep. going to, they're going to have that yep. ideal of publisher rather than, Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go down to small press comics dispatch.com is available. Right yes, now. we'll see if it's I'll available. Be back. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'm back. I'm looking for small. We'll nope, I'm not even going to say it because I don't Aaron. want somebody to go buy it. <laughs> Dang it, making points. <laughs> okay, next article because we th- this has been a great conversation, but let's keep let's keep it moving. Um, so indie comic spotlights and let me just again real quick say uh, indiecomicsdispatch.com we don't have to spotlight indie comics because it's all about indie comics there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. whereas these other news sites you get one article a month or so yeah um how african comic creators i can't even say this name anybody on the broadcast i think it's Kugali. okay yeah. we'll go with that uh called out disney and won a collaboration um let's talk about that for a minute and lots of people are looking for collaborations um <laughs> I mean, we we hear um, those of us kind of um, in in it all the time here. Um, people are wanting to make it big. Um, is this is this tier? I know you have thoughts on this, so I'm gonna start yeah. with you. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take my mean crown back, Malachi. Um, <laughs> I hate see, this. See if it still fits. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Get that back. Yeah, it fits. Perfect. I I I hate this call out crap. Um, a lot of people have done it especially in comics where they'll call out someone for like a diversity or whatever. And then all of a sudden they get hired for a job. Well, it's almost, it's, that's I, a settlement, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it as. Mm. So to me is like, do, do, do they really want you or are they doing it to shut you up? And you for me, if I was that person, that would be a Ooh. slap in the face to me. Like if I was like, Oh, you know, 
shoot, my characters will look good on a Marvel comic. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, we'll bring you on. And then really they just have me there just to say, yeah, look, we got to you nice meet with the mouse first. Yeah, we, got, we got a nice young black man who does indie comics. Like, exactly. <laughs> don't do that to me. And that's one of the reasons why I did my own. Um, and I don't, I don't approach, I don't try to go after the big, the big guys. I let them do whatever they want to do. Like that's, that's theirs, right? Whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Right. Um, and I mean, Kugali has great work. I've seen their books, but I've seen that with not just them, but other people have done it too. Like people will do a call out and get a role in a TV show, do a call out and get a movie and do a call out and get a comic. And I'm just like, you have to ask yourself, especially in the world of business, <laughs> why are they doing that? Like you said, it's settlements. Yep. They want you to shut up and they're like, okay, just do it so that we don't get a black eye. That yep. is all it is. And that, I that's say, why I'm against that. I will say in this article, and let's see if this has any sort of take for you, that this particular animation company um, had a BBC interview and they, they had a question about their, their success so far. And they responded, um, I do honestly believe that we will go far in the business. Uh, so he said, We're, we are going to be able to kick Disney's ass in Africa. And you know what Disney did? They said, okay, let's buy them. Now yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. be the company. If you can beat them and you think you have the, the ability, the power, the pull, the fans to be the next Disney, be the next Disney. Don't join forces. Like, yeah, you, you know, just like what freaking Obi-Wan said to Anakin. You know, I'm not going to say the line because everybody doesn't like the movie. <laughs> you know, but that's what a lot of people are coming. They're, they're not. says that you can say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look What's at our You were supposed to be the chosen one. You know what line I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, a lot of people can be this chosen one, but then they're getting signed by these big companies yeah. and getting silenced in the process. And they get eaten up and thrown away, and then they, they become yeah. like a, a side idea. If you've watched uh, Silicon Valley on, I think it's HBO. Similar to that, he didn't want to sell his stuff out. You know, he mm -hmm. had a passion for his product, and he was going to keep pushing it until he beat everybody. And you know, it doesn't come easy. That's yeah. that's I think one thing a lot of people forget is like just because you have a book that you love and maybe some good artwork or whatever you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into this book does not mean anybody cares, right? No, you know, I mean, the, the telltale is what happens to Kagali next. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> hope they blow up. Yeah, I hope they to them because they might just go away. Yeah, you know, right. like, I, I hope that doesn't happen, but like it may. You know? Yeah, like just because you got on Disney doesn't mean anything. Look what happened to Star Wars. You got to learn mean, how to move in silence. You can't. I mean, yeah. if that's if that's your goal, then do it in silence and just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, yep. don't call no one out. That's just okay. I'm gonna take it now. Well, hey, also, Benjamin, drive safely. Look at Pixar and what they tried to do to Pixar when Pixar was like, hey, we don't want to do an animation. We want to do a yeah. live action. Yeah. And they tried to bury that movie. Yeah. You know, that's what Disney does. I mean, that's what big companies do to begin with. They're big for a reason. And they're going to bury you if they think that you're a threat. And then and then and then be like be like a company that is trying to do stuff like diversity. Like you want to, you know, I mean, now since Black Panther, they probably won't have a problem with doing all black cast. But what? who knows? They might still come in and say, uh. We're not going to do that. But this is in Nigeria. No, nope, we're not going to. You're going to have to put, you know, someone. Yeah. Up, you know what I'm saying? And, and 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 that's the things you have to worry about. That's the reason why 
if if that like you said, if that's your goal is to get with the big companies, just let that just be your goal. Like, yeah. Just say that. Like I I'm doing this to get with the big companies, and that's what it but in the same vein, I hope folks are ready for that because when you have somebody that's giving you millions of dollars to make something, you have to do whatever yep. the hell they tell you yep. to do. You're yep. not gonna fight against you're not gonna be like, no, I'm gonna stand um, up for myself. Nope. No. You're gonna be on the streets and they're gonna have your uh your IP you have your because I guarantee you somewhere yeah. in small print there's something written in there that says that if you go against their idea, they will have your IP. I can almost uh, guarantee you. Especially so someone like Disney. When I was when I my first record contract that came to me, I was 19 years old. It was a dream, you know, and it was uh, Universal came to my band and said, hey, we're going to sign you. We're going to give you and you know, this is back. What? I think 2000. We're going to give you 50 grand up front each. I think, you know, in a quarter in a in a year with merch, we were looking at about 100 to 150 apiece. So at 19 years old, that's awesome. 20. I think my oldest member was like 2021. 20, and my guitarist comes to me. Now, we're all ready to sign this thing and, and good to go. I had a meeting with, you know, all the executives that are bringing us in. They're talking about how TV is moving this way and they're they're doing this with boy bands and all these big things. And I'm like, dude, we're a rock band. We're good. Well, he comes to the contract and he's like, they can rewrite any of our songs. They own all of our music for seven years, even if we break up. And then on top of that, if we want to play a friend's birthday, we can't. We right. can't do anything mm -hmm. without their permission. And if they don't like, like if we didn't align with them in everything, they can drop us and own all of our stuff. So like, and with, with a lot of comic book platforms, there's more and more digital comic platforms and what creators don't realize when they sign with those, sometimes they're signing away a lot of digital rights to their books that oh, they yeah. don't realize it. Even some of these other small press publishers, when you sign those contracts, I've said it before on the show, that it's a lot like those bad record contracts mm -hmm. yep. that yep. everyone's always heard about. It's the exact yep. same thing with comic books. Yep. You just got well, everybody be... wants to make a book. That's yeah. the thing. Yep. And if you're signing with somebody and someone's looking at you and saying, Hey, we're going to give you this much. It's because they know you're worth this much. Yep. Well, and yeah, so I think that's Here, I'll give you $3,000 that you split up with your team. Um, but I get to flip your stuff for uh, movie and television rights. Mm -hmm. yep. So, you know, they yeah, make those, 100, 150 yeah. off of it, but they paid you $3,000 to make the book. There's all That's sorts what? of, there's all sorts of stories in the business world of, of that happening too. Like, I don't know if anybody knows about the man who um, owned Victor Victoria's Secret before it became Victoria, the Victoria's Secret that we know. Oh, was, it, was, was it Victor? Yeah, it was yeah. Victor, but he was really Victoria. But yeah, the guy, <laughs> but uh he wasn't making that much oh, money and then he ended up and he ended up <laughs> and this is the secret uh he he wasn't making that much money and someone who had money came to him i'm telling the secret <laughs> victoria's <What>? secret was, <laughs> she was actually <laughs> victor <laughs> <laughs> it was owned by Victor. That's the secret. Um, Quentin and Chris have the mature ones. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like God. But I'm just thinking my ten year old would laugh like this. Jeez, so. <laughs> um, man, y'all. Oh man, y'all. Anyway, back to your point here. Yeah. So like, he ended up selling it, and they end up making millions and billions obviously they're a billion dollar corporation and he wasn't making that much so he was like okay i'll sell it to you i think he sold it for like a million dollars and now they're a billion dollar corporation mm -hmm. you know and their story that's the reason why i 
I'm gonna say that nasty R word that people don't like that I, that I say, but research because I want to know. That's the reason why I went to school for business. Like I was majoring in media arts and animation. That's what I was gonna do because I was like, I want to be an animator. But then when I started seeing, <laughs> but then when I started seeing, like I started finding out those horror stories and stuff like that, I was like, you know what? Let me freaking go and learn about business, you know, because I, I don't want that to be me. You know, um, just like with Steve Jobs, how he got kicked out of his own company. He started Apple and they yeah, kicked it, him out. That's the reason why I'll never have a board. <laughs> Hello. Never, you know, because I'm not trying to be part of that. I'm not trying to have a bunch of, you know, kids come in and we, we think you're C now, Mr. Jackson, and then kick me out because I got a new comic book idea. Yeah. Stan Lee, it kind of happened to him too. Person right yeah, you know, exactly. You know, so I mean, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of horror stories out there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying be scared. But I'm just saying, be scared. Pay attention. <laughs> pay in other words, the company that's giving you money, you know, and copyright and stuff. In other yep. words, Corporate. own your own it. Own your own stuff. <laughs> don't don't I'm just because of the story. What happened next with the um band? I'm sorry. Oh, which band? What yeah, what band? happened to your band, Chris? Yeah. Um, my band. We we didn't we didn't sign that contract. We actually, uh, that was an eye opener for us because at the time we were all good friends. But there's a big difference between being good friends with somebody, going, having dinner, hanging out, playing shows every weekend, and then being bound to that person on the same contract. And we wound up breaking up. Uh, I wound up forming a new band with one of the other members, and we signed a different contract. Um, and you may but know it, them it as the Rolling friends. Stones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our band was called, uh, the band that got signed was called My Hero Is Me. We got signed to a subsidiary of Sony. I did that for like six years. But it was a good, good learning experience because it made me also realize that, you know, I was doing something good. Like somebody somebody liked what I was doing that, that much to throw money at it. Then I was going to continue on with it. But it made me think, do I want to be bound to a contract with these guys? Mm. And I'm still good friends with some of those guys, but we just didn't we didn't mesh the way I, I thought like, hey, if this is going to be a long term thing. You know, it's it's. I mean, being in any kind of creative relationship, it, that's what it is. It's a relationship. You need to. Let's let's be honest. It's always the drummer's fault. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. We re recorded our first album, and this is the one we used for to to get out there. And when we came to the second album, I started listening back, and I'm like, dude, you played the same drum beat the entire like entire record. No, and, it's uh, just he has the most equipment, and you have to help him. And then oh, he doesn't help anybody else out. That's right. We played Why a show. You got on forty toms, and you're only hitting two of them. <laughs> I loaded all of his drums. I unloaded them, and I had a hundred and two degree fever. I lived off of Red Bull and uh, Dayquil, and he's over here talking to his girlfriend the entire time. I'm like, dude, I just loaded dude, and that's unloaded all your such stuff. Such a drummer. <laughs> Red Bull is why you had a hundred two degree man. fever. That, that, mean, that too, means yeah. that I made the drummer and stars right then. <laughs> there you go. go All right. So as a as a guy that did this, drummers and singers are the worst because drummers never help carry their own equipment, and the singer says, "Oh, I'll grab my front man," and he grabs his mic and he walks yeah. off. <laughs> That's it. Try oh, Tune in next week for how bass guitarists <laughs> do that thing they do. <laughs> Slap the bass. Slap the bass. <laughs> Gentlemen. Thank you so much. Yeah, every week when I say gentlemen, it <laughs> pains me because we need to get some um, other creators of the female variety on the show. Um, and so, so you're we, sick of us? No, I love you guys. I, um, I just don't want to see you every week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> um,
Now that we know we Victoria's are, secret. Yeah, yes, I should have told that secret. They won't listen. Thanks we a are, lot, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> we are just at an hour. Um, and so we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. I do want um, Mal plug your plug Wingless Comics uh, Kickstarter again. <clears throat> so it's Nightfall Part 2 of Cold Wind Blows. It'll be active until March 21st. And we are looking to release the next two stretch goals. So spread the word. You know, tell your mom and tell your friends. All that good stuff. Does, does, her, does her show up? Like, is huh? spoiler, Does her show up? Is that a spoiler? Oh, she's in the book. Hers in the book. Hers in the book? Okay. The book. I feel like I'm talking wrong. Her coming. Her going to be there. Is she's her, her going to be there? She's there. Go. Um, <laughs> are there, there's a comment. Jerry, I'm not even posting that comment. Um, Chris, um, tell us about your Indiegogo one more time before we go. Yeah, so I've got crit issues zero, one, two, and three on Indiegogo right now, and uh, we are almost 200% funded. We've unlocked our first stretch goal, and we go until the 26th. So go check it out. Um, we're just unlocking stretch goals, and if you if we unlock them all, you'll get seven books. Nice, very nice. Here, one more time. So 17 issue one. Uh, reactivated is live. Um, <clears throat> our first two stretch goals and our first two backer goals are unlocked. We're moving towards backer goal number three at 100 backers and uh, stretch goal number three at 2,500. Um, stretch goal number three is going to be a trading card, um, one of those nice velvet filling trading cards that I'm going with for my collector cards. Um, you can go to links.sovereigncomics.com and it's the first link whenever you go in there. Or if you're on Instagram or Facebook, if you go to Sovereign Comics, um, it's in my bio. So you click links.sovereigncomics.com. It's in my bio. So I had to think about that. Make sure I got mm. it right. Scorpio, I tell us about your next show coming up for Kickstarter Connection. Who's your next guest? My next guest is going to be Bristol Media and Dope Girls. They're doing a double um, Kickstarter Connection interview with those two. That's <laughs> on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And if you do have an upcoming Kickstarter in April, Please contact me, and we can see if we can try to get you on the show. I'll be contacting you. Oh, <laughs> Come back. Come back, bro. Come back. C3PO, y'all going to contact me? A huge guest coming up next week. Quentin, tell, tell um, everybody your guest. Next Thursday, I have Rodney Barnes coming on the show. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Philadelphia. Right. Philadelphia, you know, I'm sh I'm sure you guys are probably tired of hearing me you know, seeing all the stuff I've been writing about that. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I mean, nah, man, not at all. <laughs> it's gonna be a geek out moment, kid. Um, he's one of the he was the one of the writers that made me feel like I could actually do the review thing and be good at it. You know, I I did when I did a review with for one of his books before I was with the Dispatch. He had an Easter egg in there that I made you know, that I that I saw and commented on, saying if I ever see him, you know, they had he had Scully and Mulder, um, Scully and Mulder from the X Files, <laughs> and in in the book, and I made a comment that I ever see you at a con, I'm getting you to you know getting you to sign you know sign a copy of this book. That you know the truth is out there. You know when he saw that he gave. You know, he gave me. He sent me that. 
and basically like i said made me feel like yes i can actually do this and be mm-hmm. and be fairly good at it yes you are i like the reviews Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've gotten to see a lot of my stuff. You know, Malachi's probably seen more of my stuff than a lot of you guys have just because he's known me longer because you know, of Brian. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to catch up. C3PO and R2D2, you want to give Beards and Comics a shout out and that other thing you guys do too? Oh, the other thing. <laughs> Which one do you want, Matt? <laughs> um, uh, uh, follow Beards and Comics. Uh, listen, to us, listen, listen to us talk about this stuff Bell. and all the mistakes we've made making our small press publisher <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and learn uh, a few things Cow's Comic Studio is our um, the name of our small press publisher um, <laughs> and uh, we just wrapped up our campaign uh, so if you guys are watching this and you were backers we can't thank you guys enough uh that campaign really changed a bunch of stuff for us and we're looking forward to getting that book in everybody's hands um thank you for everybody that you know shared and supported us uh we're gonna put out the official thank you i got a video in a little while ago from uh daniel jamina the, the artist and it'll just melt y'all's heartstrings man um but yeah so next for us is the tilt uh motion comic tier get work done yeah um, i gotta get work done that's coming coming out this summer and then Tilt 4, wrapping up the first story arc. It's coming out right after that. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, I want to add, add, Brett, that I still yeah. hold the record for uh, fastest um, funded Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> one night. And one night. You. Oh, no, the hundred, you. I'm talking about the $100 one. Not the, yeah. not the real goal. I'm talking about the fake goal because it was actually 53 seconds. That's <laughs> off a zero from his Kickstarter goal. <laughs> Long-term business tip, don't do that. Yes, edit. <laughs> Reread stuff before you launch. Make sure your computer it does not crash. Oh, <laughs> that was messed up. It was like, the universe was like, please don't launch another kick. Uh, you don't know what you're doing to yourself. Did it anyway. And now they've um, opened up add-ons to everyone. And, yeah. and it was still too late for you. Yeah, it was still too late for me. I finally got it. You know what they did? I was so inerrant about this. I answered a survey, right? And then I went to the one of the other Kickstarters that I'm planning. And guess what's up there? Add-ons. Yep. They, they kept well, it from me because I went, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, I guess that's why I have it because it's out of beta. And I'm like, <laughs> did, were they were they holding it hostage because I didn't answer their survey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah, I answered it and they never gave it to me uh, either. I'm like, I'm like Kickstarter. It's there now. But I, it, it, Everybody can get. But you, I do like that about Indiegogo. They had that run when I jumped on. Yeah, it's, it's, a, there. it's a different platform, but it's not mm. not bad. I mean, we need to do a show one time. Indiegogo versus a uh, Kickstarter and pluses minuses and, and talk Kickstarter win. Sorry, yeah, start I actually war. talked to a guy uh, who I'm interviewing next, actually this month on on uh, my show for uh, com- comics and business and comics. Um, he's the one that kind of gave me the insight on what to expect from Indiegogo. And he said, you can expect anywhere from like 25 to 35% of what you would really make on Kickstarter just because of the way that Kickstarter promotes comic books. Huh. So, you know, you, but there is a niche crowd on Indiegogo. I've had, I, I calculated today. I had eight backers on there that I've never seen their name or email. I went through my Kickstarter. I even went through my website and my, all my social media. I have no idea who these people are. So if I can find eight people in a week, that didn't know my stuff prior. I think that's pretty good. Um, 
And they, I looked at their profiles. They backed other stuff on Indiegogo. So I think Indiegogo does have their own fan base, kind of like Kickstarter does. Well, they'll, they'll only go to Kickstarter for comic books. Um, and I think uh, before we leave real quick, for people that do watch this and looking at a, like long-term stuff, educating people on what Kickstarter versus buying from you and these things, because my dad had no clue today. He called me and said, so why are, why are you crowdfunding? Like, are you ever going to get away from one of these platforms and just do it yourself? And I was like, well, people Ouch. do sometimes go to Kickstarter. Just yeah, and that was my dad. But my dad, hey, dad. And my, <laughs> my dad also he uh he he knows a lot of guys in comic books. He he's been around since like the nineties. Um, if you know Cry for Dawn, he he did yeah. some. Yeah, my my dad actually knows that, that whole team. I think he worked on like cover with them one time and did like an airbrush jacket for them. Um, my dad's a phenomenal artist. He's better than anybody I've actually ever met. Which is ridiculous, but um. He, he was just busting on me about crowdfunding. And I explained to him that there's people that just go there for their books because of the extras they get. And it's like a limited edition thing. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, well, then I'll go back to your book then. He still has to back my book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm just going to buy it off your website. But if you got special stuff on there, then I guess I'll go get that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my, my dad's brutal. Um, he, he's pretty rough on me. So. <laughs> on that note, shipping and um, how to ship, how not to ship, the kind of best ways um, to get your book out there. Um, again, um, pirateship.com. We're still looking for a sponsorship. That's a secret, Victoria. Such a victor. What a victor, man. What a victor, man. Come on. <laughs> Gosh! Next month on Indie on Indie Comics Dispatch and Friends, I'm inviting my real friends on to oh, support. Me. Wow! Oh yeah! Well, we're gonna have our real friends, everyone else on this stream, on our own Ooh. show, Victor, yeah. and it's gonna be called Small Press and Friends. <laughs> last last call for Patreon uh, patreoncom Dispatch. Um, go support us there. Show um, the banner. Show the banner. Um. I gotta put Greg up there first. Greg, um, Sierra Nova, Sierra Nova Comics. Greg, we're gonna have a talk. His first op-ed being posted tomorrow on IndieComicsDispatch.com. Cool. Again, you like what we're doing? Go support us on Patreon.com/IndieComicsDispatch, and you can support what we do for as little as three dollars a month. Everybody out there, thanks for watching. Um, we'll see you thanks, next folks. time. See you next Bye. time. Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Superman, Victor. <laughs> Victor. Why are you still listening? It's the end of the podcast. But since you listen to the whole thing, since you're still here at the end, as this podcast ends, as you exit out of the episode, why don't you give us a rating? And if you're not following or subscribing to us yet, go ahead and do that too. As I said at the beginning of the show, it helps a lot and you'll be doing the dispatch a big favor.